The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Hey, what's happening? Welcome to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number, that's how you get in touch with me if you'd like to join the show, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, Uh, we can certainly uh, appreciate the hits, make sure you like us, spread the word, all of those things as well. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Hope you had a great weekend. We did, of course. Uh, I will tell you, this is going to be hit and miss. We'll probably be playing the best of later on in the week. I'll be traveling uh, to Houston. I may put together a live show if I have time. I really don't know what the itinerary will be for me because I'm going on business. And, you know, sometimes those business uh, trips, you know, they run into the evenings and overnights. And, you know, it's, it's all kind of crazy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So we'll keep you posted on that. But I wanted to give you a, a good show today and tomorrow uh, to take you throughout uh, the rest of the week. Okay. So lots, so much stuff to talk about, of course. Uh, Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband attacked in his home. We're going to get into that. It's fascinating to me. I'm going to tell you like this. Um, there's nothing Republican I want anything, any parts of. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Arkansas um, uh, governor's race as well. We're also going to talk some about the mayor's race. Apparently, Steve Landers has a problem with guns. I should say his gun, his own gun, uh, which is fascinating to me. Uh, this guy can't remember where he left his gun, but wants to be mayor of Little Rock. Interesting. Also, uh, there's a as I told you that Sarah Sanders is 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 probably the worst governor that Arkansas could choose. This woman has no no political clout and you've got to hear something that, that she said I think it was in 2019 about immigrants. So we'll get into that as well. We'll also talk a little bit about Malcolm X, at least his accused. And when I say the accused, the men who were accused of killing Malcolm X uh, has since been exonerated and uh, has recently been awarded $25 million. We'll talk about that, which means that the killers of Malcolm X is still out there. And I think we all know who that is. I said is, not was. Okay? And why are black celebrities leaving Twitter? If you hadn't heard the news, Elon Musk has bought Twitter. And... A lot of people aren't happy. I don't know if that I, I don't know that I'm happy. I see. Well, we'll talk about it. But I just got a problem with the businessman owning Twitter. I know they're all businessmen, but this is a guy who basically bought it to control it. 
Now, I don't use Twitter as much as some do, but there are a lot of people got a problem, and especially black celebrities. We'll talk about that. And Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. <laughs> I don't know why. Anytime you say Shaka Khan, you got to do that. I, I don't know why people do that, but they do, and so do I, apparently. But if we get a chance, and we might need to carry it over to the next show, but Shaka Khan speaks on today's black music. And if anybody can speak on today's black music, it's Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. <laughs> I know I'm feeling myself today. So we'll talk about that as well because you all know I have some, some, uh, some specific comments that I've made over the years about today's music. And uh, let's... Let's hear what let's hear what an all-time great Grammy winner says about today's black music. It, it ought to be interesting, okay? Uh, but before we do anything, of course, you know what we've got to do every day, right? We've got to play Black Focus, or we should say, I should say, we should do Black Focus. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Dynamic Black Facts. Our culture, our history, our people. By the way, uh, if you didn't know it, um, was it October 29th that, um, I believe it was October 29th, that was the date. Let Let me get the specific information, all right, because I think it's important. And by the way, I can't believe that it's already October 31st. Day, daylight saving time this week. But I want to say October 29th, 1958. Somewhere in there, Muhammad Ali started his career as a boxer. Somewhere in there. Which is pretty cool. All right. So, <clears throat> we want to do a, uh, we want to do Black Facts today. And I think I may end up doing two, okay? I may end up doing two, but you all know I'm a nerd, and I enjoy being a nerd, and I wish there were more of us. You can be cool and be a nerd. I don't know who said you couldn't, um, but that's, that's people who are stupid anyway. Yeah, I said it, all right? But let's go ahead and do this black fact. And this is going to be about um, a young man, George R. Carruthers. Uh, Let's see if we can get some audio from this, okay? And you'll find out George R. Carruthers is a black man. George R. Carruthers helped NASA see like never before. The innovations of George R. Carruthers led to the development of the ultraviolet camera, which gave NASA a brand new view of the moon, the stars and Earth's atmosphere. Yet, Carruthers came from the humblest of beginnings as a son of runaway enslaved Africans. Born in Cincinnati, Ohio on October 1, 1939 to George Archer and Sophia Singley Carruthers, little George was the first of four children, according to the Smithsonian's National Air and Space Museum. George's father was a civil engineer at Ohio's Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Despite his father moving the family to a small farm away from the city, 
George's quiet curiosity about the stars continued to grow. He built his first telescope at the age of 10 from lenses he saw for sale in a magazine. After his father's death in 1952, Carruthers' mother moved the family to Chicago. George continued to explore his fascination with spaceflight. By 1964, Carruthers had earned a PhD in aeronautical and astronautical engineering. His thesis on experimental plasma dynamics and his experimentation with plasma engines for small rockets propelled him to the Naval Research Laboratory, NRL. George Carruthers made innovative contributions to NASA and the field of science it was during the 60s that he designed, built, tested and patented his ultraviolet camera-slash-spectrograph, establishing the first moon-based observatory. In a time when big, bulky telescopes were needed to produce reliable images, yet were too big to fit on Apollo spacecraft, Carruthers found a way to amplify the incoming light signals while retaining a small enough size to fit aboard the spacecraft. Hollywood's Hidden Figures film introduced millions to the lesser-known story of the brilliant black women who helped calculate NASA's first successful mission to the moon. The pioneering George R. Carruthers helped build upon that legacy. His device allowed astronauts to take 200 photos of the moon, stars and the Earth's atmosphere like never before during the Apollo 16 mission in 1972. Like NASA's Katherine Johnson, who at age 97 received the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Barack Obama in 2015, George R. Carruthers received the National Medal of Technology and Innovation from President Obama three years earlier. I am proud to honor these inspiring American innovators, President Obama said in 2012. They represent the ingenuity and imagination that has long made this nation great, and they remind us of the enormous impact a few good ideas can have when these creative qualities are unleashed in an entrepreneurial environment. Determined to give back to his community, Carruthers became a symbol for the importance of supporting black and brown students in the fields of science. In 1987, he was named Black Engineer of the Year, according to the Lemelson MIT program, LMIT. George Carruthers passed away at 81 in 2020, leaving behind a rich legacy of innovation and black excellence. We're not brutalized because we're Muslims. We're brutalized because we are black people in America. George Carruthers, what a great story. Isn't it fascinating when you go back and you look at the history of this country and the contributions that black people made, significant contributions that many would rather us not know or even talk about. We often say that black history is American history, and American history is black history, because without black history, folks, ain't no American history. And it's amazing how black people have been the most loyal of any ethnic group on the planet that has been subjugated to what we've had to deal with and they continue to do what they do. Here's another example. This is a, a dynamic double play black fact. We've talked often about what happened in World War II and how blacks fought valiantly to free America yet could not come home and be treated as 
a human being. Talk about that often. It's, it's a tragedy in itself, so much so that many black GIs decided to stay overseas in places like France and Germany because they were treated better from the people whom they freed than the people they were fighting for. And one of the biggest insults to black GIs when they came home was the GI Bill. The GI Bill left behind black World War II vets. Now there's a move to fix it. William Dabney never liked to talk much about his time fighting in World War II. He didn't keep his uniform or any of those things. In other words, he was through with the service, says Beulah Dabney, who married him in 1951. It wasn't just the horrors of war, which he had seen up close at Omaha Beach in France on D-Day. What bothered Dabney was the treatment he and his fellow black veterans got when they returned home. One reason why we never had pictures of my dad in uniform, says his son, Vinnie Dabney, was that coming back from the West Coast, after they had been deployed to go to the Pacific Theater, after they fought all the way through the European Theater, they noticed that they had to ride in the back of the train. But Nazi POWs got to ride first class in the front of the train. Let me repeat that. Mm. Although they had writ, fought through the Pacific and European theater, black GIs, United States American soldiers, I want to stress that, who was fighting for the freedom of Europe, to fight against fascism and communism. The people that they were fighting against, the people that were trying to kill not only just the black GIs, but the white GIs, those Nazi POWs were allowed to ride in the front of the train and the black GIs were put in the back. This was after Dabney risked his life as part of the all-black barrage balloon battalion, which provided crucial protection to Allied troops landing in Normandy, France. Black GIs came home from being honored by grateful French civilians to Jim Crow South, where segregation still ruled. Nazis were getting better treatment than black veterans who had put their lives on the line so that kind of pissed my dad off, said Vinnie Dabney. Beulah Dabney said her husband hardly spoke of it until a few years before he died in 2018 at 94 years old. Just wearing a uniform in the South could be a provocation. In 1946, Army vet Isaac Woodward was pulled off a bus wearing his Army uniform and beaten nearly to death by a South Carolina police chief. The attack left Woodward blind. The police chief was later acquitted by an all-white jury. 
It's one in a long list of lynchings and attacks on black World War II veterans. But you know, America has a history of this because, you know, they attacked World War I veterans back in the 20s. See Elaine, Arkansas, when they used the National Guard to mow down black veterans and women and children who thought that they, those army vets, were their refuge, yet they were their killers. Yet I digress. And there were other forms of racism. Black soldiers didn't get their full bill defense. Some members of Congress aimed to address that injustice with the Saint Sergeant Isaac Woodard Jr. and Sergeant Joseph Maddox GI Bill Restoration Act, which would compensate the families of their descendants. The GI Bill was one of the best pieces of policy that the United States ever created. At least it was for white veterans. The fact that black veterans weren't able to benefit from the bill in the same way is frankly a disgrace, says Matthew Delmont, the author of Half American, about black soldiers in World War II. The GI Bill, with free college and an easy home loan has been credited with helping create the modern middle class. The federal program was administered locally through and segregation was still, though segregation was still the law in 18 mostly southern states. In 1950s Roanoke, Virginia, the Dabneys couldn't get a home loan, the family recalls. They didn't actually say that they wouldn't give me a loan but they kept dragging it out. They were always, there was always some excuse as to why it didn't go through, says Beulah Dabney. Nobody would honor the GI Bill because they were black, said Vinnie Dabney. Roanoke had a reputation of being one of the most segregated cities in the South. For a long time, no banks would give them a mortgage. The Dabneys eventually found a loan through a black insurance executive they knew, but even then, there was redlining, so the houses they were able to buy were in poor parts of the sound of the town, worth less. The same goes for the GI Bill's college funds. Many universities wouldn't accept black vets or had quotas. They were pushed toward vocational schools and away from higher education. Black folk were largely locked out of the really important social welfare programs. It planted a seed for long-lasting economic inequality that persists today, says Richard Brookshire, one of the founders of the Black Veterans Empowerment Council. Brookshire's group is supporting the GI Bill Restoration Act he knows that the word reparation sets off all sorts of heated rhetoric, but he hopes veterans' issues can rise above, rise above politics. Black vets are the most well-positioned group to push forward the conversation about reparations in this country. Not only because they've been affected, but because of the ways in which the United States holds up veterans and what they purport to believe Veterans are old. Paying back these black veterans involves 
a concrete number. Researchers at the Brandeis University found that the amount owed to descendants of black war, war, World War II veterans is about $180,000. Adjusted for today's dollars, that's how much more white veterans got on the GI Bill compared to black veterans in 1944. Beulah Dabney says, sure, that one money would be welcome, but at 93, she won't dwell on it. Financially, we wouldn't have had maybe as many problems as we did, she said. But I'm not a person who likes to revisit a lot of negative things. Vinny Dabney says, some of the damage was repaired for his dad when he got a call inviting him to return in 2009 to Normandy, 65 years after D-Day. My dad thought it was a gimmick. He didn't want to go. He thought it was somebody pranking him. So I had to talk him into going. I said, Dad, this is historic and you can't not go. It was quite an event. My dad got the Legion of Honor, which is equivalent to the Medal of Honor. France treated him royally when he went back and they were very happy to show their appreciation for what he had done. So of course, all of that stirred up a whole lot of memories and then he started talking about it more. About, 100, about one million black Americans served during World War II. Not all of them lived long enough to get the sort of recognition or the benefits they were promised. Wow. America. 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 to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinetradio.com. And if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give me a call at 615-554-0568. I hook you up with a nice advertising package. It's getting around that time where you need to do some advertising. So let's make this thing happen. I've got two two stations you can advertise on that will get your name out. Uh, Joinette Radio and uh, Buffalo Radio. So let's talk. All right. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinetradio.com. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rip Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? 
That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave Radio Show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on JoyNetRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show. A lot of stuff to talk about today. I'll tell you what I'm going to do uh, because I, I, I like to give credit what credit is due. And there are certain times when I'm tough on people. Uh, and when I'm tough on people, I, I think they deserve it. And But when those people do things that are credible, I like to give them credit for it. And I'm going to do that today. And it's going to ruffle some feathers. But I think we need to we need to start having a conversation because there are certain things in America that you can't you can't converse with certain people because they think they're right. Um, wow. Tell you what. Let me 
give me a moment. I'm going to go ahead and talk about this. But if you remember um, last week, I played a black fact from Dr. Ben Yoakum. Y'all remember that? When Dr. Yoakum, Dr. Ben was conversing with, uh, having a debate with a Jewish rabbi, and he made the statement that it seems that American Jews want to be able to define and talk about Judaism and Semitism based on what they want and don't want to allow other people to talk about it. And he goes on to talk about the fact that he is a philosopher. I'm going to play that again. And then what I'm going to do and where I'm going with this is to Kyrie Irving. Okay. And Kyrie Irving apparently was called out by the general manager of the New Jersey Nets of all people about a documentary that he posted a link to on his, on his Twitter page and how Kyrie explained it. And I'm going to play that interview as well. I think it's important so you can understand context, but I want you to hear this interview with Dr. Ben first. Um, it's important to hear this interview um, because this sets the stage. This is a historian who is not just someone who just is speaking just to be speaking. This is a man who knows what he's talking about. This is a man who's done the research. Some of the books that He's written, I have, I've read them, along with other scholars, African scholars. And the question is, what exactly is, is Semitic? Okay? What exactly is Semitic? When you say somebody is anti-Semitic, typically what we understand that to mean is they're anti-Jewish. And years ago, I used to tell people, I can't be anti-Semitic. Do you understand why? Because I'm Semitic. Hello? Boom, shakalaka, boom. Let me just read the definition before we get to Dr. Ben. Because we dropping some knowledge today. It's going to make a few people mad. But, you know, when you get mad about facts, then you got a problem. It's not me. It's you. According to the dictionary, this is from the Oxford Language Dictionary. Semitic. Relating to or denoting a family of languages that includes... Hebrew, Arabic, Aramaic, and certain ancient languages such as Phoenician and Akkadian constituting the main subgroup of, listen, the Afro-Asiatic family. The Afro, meaning black, Asiatic, Family. Now, if you understand history, then you know that before it was anything else, it was blackness. 
It's kind of ironic when, when they talk about in Genesis, at, at, at first form, yeah, the world was nothing but blackness. See, we don't understand what that meant. There's a different connotation. You're exactly right. The world was nothing but blackness. That means black people all over the world. Woo. I'm doing this for Kyrie because I've been tough on Kyrie. But see, I got to stand with Kyrie when it comes to facts and history. And we cannot allow people to talk us off of the facts because they are uncomfortable with the lies that they have spread over the decades that are now being revealed. Hello? Hello? Let's see if we can get this in here. To redefine Jewish history and biblical history uh, in a way which may be conducive to his political view but does violence to history. He refers to uh, Judaism uh, as originating in Africa, that all of Judaism comes from Africa. Uh, the reality of the biblical text, one must merely open it to read, is that Abraham comes from Mesopotamia. He comes uh, from the area uh, which we uh, today refer to as the Fertile Crescent. Indeed, what we refer today as Judaism, the religion of the Jewish people, reached its full maturity not in Egypt, but uh, according to many scholars, after the first exile in 586 BCE, back into Mesopotamia. The need to rewrite history of other people in order to create a uh, cultural <coughs> superstructure for oneself does neither justice to the one whose uh, history is being rewritten nor the one who pursues the worthy goal of cultural structures and therefore to tie it up we find most disturbing the, the factual uh, mistakes that are replete in this transcript but of more uh, compelling concern the ultimate uh, dual loyalty uh, genocidal militaristic implications of the state genocidal you say in the reference to uh, the biblical genocide, so, mm. so it appears in the transcript, that is the term that's used, uh, of the uh, children of Israel uh, as they entered the land. I would certainly not subscribe to such a term. The very fact that it does appear attributed to Dr. Ben in the text, we find to be absolutely, again, insulting and unacceptable. All right. Dr. Ben, what is your response? <clears throat> By the way, I have to let the rabbi know I'm much as a Jew as he is, born of a Jewish mother. A Yemenite uh, grandmother, a Yemenite Perukian mother, uh, Ethiopian Hebrew uh, father, better Israel, by the way they call us Falasha for whatever their reasons. Thus I am as much a Jew as the rabbi or the grand rabbi in Israel, any of the grand rabbis in Israel. Is the rabbi stating here that in the book of Genesis there is no mention of the extermination, and I use the word genocide, of the seven tribes of K, uh, the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Moabites, the Jebusites, he in his own statement stated that this is ameliorated somewhat in the book of Samuel. Everybody saw that. But the book of Samuel doesn't change the book of, uh, of Genesis. And we remember that Genesis wasn't written first. It was Exodus. It's at the Council of Jamia that they decided to write Genesis. Next. Uh, since there is no Jewish race, you know, you have... Indian Jews from India, from Kashim Jews, look like any Indian. 
you have uh, ourselves from Ethiopia. By the way, the rabbi wouldn't forget that it says Moses married the daughter of the high priest of Ethiopia, or Cush. Uh, uh, being a rabbi, he will know this. Uh, second, uh, more over about the Bar Mitzvah, and I went through one like the rabbi went through one at around the same period of time. Is the rabbi saying that the Bar Mitzvah is not a commitment to the people? Isn't the Torah demanding? And I am talking about the Talmud. Talmud is not Torah. The Torah is supposed to have been written by God or passed down. Although it was in fact written at the Sanhedrin. The, the, the theory, the mythology, the allegories that it's written by God or passed down by Moses, again is a myth. That's Jewish mythology. Because Moses is, de is dead in around 1196 before the Christian era. Whereas the Sanhedrin doesn't release a thing called the Torah until about 700 before the Christian era, which was written from 700 before the Christian era to 500. It took 200 years. Uh, there's a commitment in anybody that any child that's been by mitzvah, and when you're talking about circumcision of women, that is strictly Western, and it has nothing to do with orthodoxy. They're using the word orthodoxy to mean something. Uh, there have not been a circumcision. It can't be a circumcision of young of girls. But anyhow, let us continue. Uh, the point is that in the Mitzvah, it commits the boy. Wait, if you commit yourself to the community, there's a call to return to Israel. There's a call that everyone, every child, I went through it, that you must come back to Israel. If that, if that isn't a fact, the rabbi can say what he wants. His, his position of, or the ADL, position of fear of this, then let's look at the behavior. Uh, it's just like saying today, you know, one time the rabbi, I don't know to, uh, personally, but the ADL and all the other Jewish organization, one time didn't even recognize that we exist as falashas. It is something in America. American Jews have decided that they're going to speak for all Jews. And not only for all Jews, you remember they said blacks and Jews. I could, I'm black and Jewish. You're white and Jewish. You're European. You're of European Jewish uh, ancestry. I'm African Jewish ancestry. No more claim to Israel than I have, because there's no Jewish race. Okay, let me continue. The rabbi forget, he says that Abraham, he points to Judaism coming from Abraham. Then I said that the rabbi obviously have not read the Ten Commandments and their source. The ten, Moses is not until about 1346 before the Christian era, 49 years after the death of Amenhotep IV, otherwise known as Akhenaten. Every one of those 12 so-called commandments and uh, that Moses is supposed to have gotten at Mount Sinai. By the way, Mount Sinai is still in Egypt, in Africa. Hasn't gone any place. Now, those 10 commandments weren't gotten by, by Moses. I, because I'm Jewish, don't mean that I have to listen to, I have to follow the mythology. When you go in any of the major tombs in Egypt, you find those 10 commandments plus 32 more otherwise referred to as the negative confession. Am I to believe that Moses was born in, 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 in Mizraim, Egypt, about 1346 before the Christian era, went to school there, uh, become a priest, at age 85 or around there, decided that somebody mistreated his people, and that it, it, in every school in Egypt, you had to recite the negative confession, 42 laws of which they said, I have not killed man or woman, I have not stolen this, I have not, every one of the so-called Ten Commandments is already stated that Moses didn't see it. I would like the rabbi to tell me, where does it show that Abraham taught any of this? I would like the rabbi to tell me, before circumcision in Egypt, 
Where did the Jews have circumcision? They said that Abraham's circumcision is part of what made him uh, a Jewish. Then the rabbi must tell me, the worship of the golden calf, which they call the golden calf, is not the worship of Hathor, the goddess Hathor. We could go on down. Well, before we go on, Dr. Ben, let me just intrude. We do need to take wow. You all get this, right? There's a method to my madness here. I had to play this again because, see, this term anti-Semitic keeps coming up and how it's used and who it's referred to is not correct. And Kyrie Irving on this point, although he's wrong on a lot of stuff, he's right on this. So let's see where we are. I tell you what, let's take the break. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to play Kyrie Irving's press conference because I agree with Kyrie on this these people are wrong and they're mad and as I've been talking about as I talked about last week on the show it's okay for you all to put out and talk about the negativity in the black community it's alright for them to, to, to espouse the nigger word it's alright for them to allow black kids to sing it in songs and they make millions of dollars off of it when you dare speak the truth about Judaism and the history of Judaism and where it comes from all of a sudden you're anti-Semitic that dog ain't gonna hunt and we need to start standing up but see the problem is a lot of us don't know that history I spent thousands of dollars on books to do the history myself so maybe we need to start listening maybe our churches need to start teaching again hello back in a moment with more fire y'all ain't ready Dave for joinedradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bake it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. 
While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738. Today, keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. Documentaries on Yahweh. So, went in the search bar, typed in Yahweh, and it's a title given to Christ, Philippians 2.11. And my name translates in the Hebrew language as Yahweh. So, I went on the Amazon Prime. I was like, you know what? Let me see if there are any documentaries on Yahweh. So, went in the search bar, typed in Yahweh. That came up. Went out and shared it on my platform. That was my night. In terms of the backlash or what people call it, uh, we're in 2022. History is not supposed to be hidden from anybody. And I'm not a divisive person when it comes to religion. I, I embrace all walks of life. You see it on all my platforms. I talk to all races, all cultures, all religions. And my response would be, um, it's not about educating yourself. 
on what Semitism is and what anti-Semitism is. It's really about learning the root words of where these come from and understanding that this is an African heritage that is also belonging to the people. Africa is in it, whether we want to dismiss it or not. So the claims of anti-Semitism and who are the original chosen people of God and we go into these religious conversations and it's a big no-no. I don't live my way like that. I don't live my life that way. Excuse me, I grew up in a melting pot and I say a melting pot of all races, white, black, red, yellow, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, and you can see the way I live my life now. I'm not here to be divisive, so they could push their agenda. I don't want to say they, because I'm not identifying any one group or race of people, but I'm in a unique position to have a level of influence on my community. And what I post does not mean that I support everything that's being said or everything that's being done or I'm campaigning for anything. All I do is post things for my people in my community and those that it's actually going to impact. Anybody else that has criticism obviously wasn't meant for them. Let me pause that right there. He's exactly right because I do the same thing. All right. And he talked about if you don't understand what's going on here. So uh, Kyrie Irving is in a press conference, post game press conference. And they are confronting him about a post he made about Yahweh. And he talked about his name that means Yahweh. And he decided to post a documentary on his Twitter page about his name. And some in that documentary believed that it was, quote unquote, anti-Semitic. Let's, let's, let's go on. So when in the search bar, typed in Yahweh, and we go into these religious conversations, influence on my community. And what I post does not mean that I support everything that's being said or everything that's being done or I'm campaigning for anything. All I do is post things for my people in my community and those that it's actually going to impact. Anybody else that has criticism obviously wasn't meant for them. Hopefully I'm understanding what you said, and I, I want to make sure I get it right, because I don't want to miss quote expect. I don't expect understanding from a media conglomerate group that sincerely talks about the game of basketball, and then we bring up religion as if it's correlative at times when it's convenient for people to bring it up. So please just be direct with your question right. so we can move on from this, and I can talk about the game and go home to my son, Elohim, and my wife, Marlene, okay? Am I to take it that this was the, what you shared was not something that you've even watched? This was you did okay. You did watch it, or either watch it or read. I had a lot of time last year to read a lot, read a whole bunch, good and bad, about the truth of our world. So then, do you, I guess, understand or not understand those that might imply that that work had anti-Semitic leanings in it? We're I only ask this because the tweet is still up there. So I we're presume. in 2022. It's on Amazon, a public platform. Whether you want to go watch it or not is up to you. There's things being posted every day. I'm no different than the next human being, so don't treat me any different. You guys come in here and make up this powerful influence I have over top of the adultery of oh, you. You cannot post that. Why not? Why not? Everybody posts everything else. You saw the word nigger going up on Twitter, right? I don't hear an uproar of that. I'm not here to be divisive on what's going on on this or that. I'm not comparing Jews to blacks. I'm not comparing white to black. I'm not doing that. That conversation is dismissive. 
And it constantly revolves around the rhetoric, rhetoric of who are the chosen people of God. And I'm not here to argue over a person or a culture or religion on what they believe. No, this is what is here. It's on a public platform. Did I do anything illegal? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did I do anything illegal? Did I hurt anybody? Did I harm anybody? Am I going out and saying that I hate one specific group of people? So out of all the judgment that people got from me posting, I, I just without talking to me and then I respect what Joe said but there has a lot to do with the not ego or pride of how proud I am to be an African heritage but also to be living as a free black man here in America knowing the historical complexities for me to get here so I'm not going to stand down on anything that I believe in I'm only going to get stronger because I'm not alone I have a whole army around me Kyrie while we're on the topic of promotion why did you decide to promote something that Alex Jones said. That was a few weeks ago. I do not stand with Alex Jones' position, narrative, court case that he had with Sandy Hook or any of the kids that felt like they had to relive trauma or parents that had to relive trauma or to be dismissive to all the lives that were lost during that uh, tragic event. My, my post was a post from Alex Jones that he did in the early 90s or late 90s about secret societies in America of occults, and it's true. So I wasn't identifying with anything of being a campaign, a campaignist for Alex Jones or anything. I was just there to post, and it's funny, and it's actually hilarious because out of all the things I posted that day, that was the moment post that everyone chose to, chose to see. It just goes back to the way our world is and works. I'm not here to complain about it, I just exist. That's Kyrie Irving talking about the post that he made. And uh, again, I've been tough on him. I was tough on him about the Alex Jones post. I think there are some people that you shouldn't post with regardless. I think, but again, if you're going to have a dialogue, uh, you have to respect when somebody makes a point and respect that point, whether or not, even if you are diametrically opposed to his overall view. So I'm not mad at Kyrie. Because Kyrie has made some mistakes. He's done some stupid things. This thing about the, the world being flat, uh, as obviously articulate and as intelligent as he, intelligent as he is, you know, to, to suggest that the world is flat is ridiculous. But that, look, that's okay. That's him. And the point I think he's trying to make, I, look, I'm an independent, okay? I don't care who you are, who you worship, who you vote for. Until your vote is diametrically opposed to me being a human being. I'm just going to be real with you, folks. That, that's, that's what bothers me. Of all the things that we can talk about. When your vote is diametrically opposed to me as a human being. And what I stand for. Then we got a problem. And that's why I'm so tough on Republicans. Republicans don't care about me as an individual. Republicans, they look at me as a black man. But I don't want to get lost on that. I want to stay on this, this Kyrie point. Because Kyrie is right about this being Semitic thing. Okay? That's why I played the historical reference. The man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Uh, ben Yoakum. Okay, that's why I played him, because they've done the research 
as he says, go into the temples. Look, read the, the, the 46 negative confessions that nobody wants to talk about that where the Ten Commandments came from. See, there is historical precedence and proof that lays to bed all the lies that we've been told about religion. Now, let me tell you this. I don't care if you're Christian, Buddhist, Jewish, Muslim. I don't care. If that's what you want to believe, so be it. That's you, dog. I have a different belief. And you ought to respect that belief as well. But when those beliefs run counter to one another, then you can only go to the facts. That's why I worship the principles of Mott, because that was the original. Everything after that came through the principles of Mott and Africa. Philosophers, the original Jews. You can't, you, you can't be white and say you evolved before the Falashas did who were black when we know historically and genetically there's no way that could have happened. And even the Bible that you reference tells you that fact. The, the, what did Dr. Ben say? Last, last time he checked, Mount Sinai is still in Africa. That was a mic drop. And as he said, see the ADL and American Jews want to determine or dictate who's Jewish and who isn't. And you just simply can't do that. And when you run up against the facts, then your argument is like wax to a candle. Just melts away. Because all I'm asking you to do, don't get mad at me. Go read the facts. And before I close, because we need to get to some other stuff, but before I closed, I was in Nashville, and we were talking about black issues, and we had a panel discussion, and one of the, the people that were on the panel was a, a, a Jewish rabbi who actually graduated from Little Rock Central. And we developed a camaraderie simply because, and I think he graduated from Central in 50, what was it, 57, somewhere in the, 56, somewhere in there. And we developed a camaraderie on the panel that others didn't have because we were graduates of Little Rock Central. We were there repeating uh, the, 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 the uh, alma mater and talking about the Tigers and, and this, that, and the other, and people couldn't relate. And people in the audience said, do y'all know one another? No, we just, we are alums of the same high school. The debate went on, and we were talking about issues as it relates to history and culture. And at the time, I was in the throes of my research, and I'm dropping bombs left and right. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. This happened here. And he sat there, and he listened. And when it came time for him to speak, he said, look, let me tell y'all something. What Mr. Coleman is saying is correct. We've known this all along. Did you hear what I just said? He said, what, what, what he's describing is the falashas and, and the origin of, uh, of Christianity and, 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 and the, uh, the principles of Mott. 
you know, and the, 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 the confessions, we've known this all along. So the fact of the matter is that what Kyrie Irving is saying is true. He is Semitic. I'm Semitic. Every black person is Semitic because that was the origin of those religions, of, of religion, monotheism, which is the relationship to one God. That's where it came from, from sub-Saharan Africa. So did Islam. So did Judaism. So did Buddhism. All of it came from Africa. And anyone who dares to dispute that, you might as well just walk away because they are not telling you truth. And that's the bottom line on it. So you all can be mad at Kyrie Irving all you want. I stand with Kyrie Irving on this. I disagree with him on a lot of other stuff. But he is right. And sometimes people can't articulate things the way we should or they should in order for you to understand. But that's not... Kyrie's fault maybe you should go and say well what was he saying let me go do some research as I tell people all the time Google is a wonderful tool see the biggest problem that most white Americans have is that Google has opened up the world to history and I'm sorry Rabbi I'm sorry those of you who want to paint Kyrie as anti-Semitic. He can't be anti-Semitic because then he'd be anti-Kyrie. Meaning he'd be anti-black. Hello. Y'all ain't ready. Back in a moment. It's called Black Focus Radio. We teaching today on joinedradio.com. Dynamic Dave for JoinEdRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let JoinEd Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Join Ed Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinedradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinedradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinedradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. 
Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah. Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic Products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877 INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com the views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. 
Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the show. So I want to, you know, we talked a lot last hour about Kyrie's statement and the anti-Semitic allegations and so on and so forth. I want to give you a little, I want to give you a reading list. I just want to give you two books and they're by the same guy. And I'm going to tell you, these two books, along with some of the others, but these particular two books, they are, they're small, they read fast, uh, but they, they break it down to you. Two books. One is called The Valley of the Dry Bones. The other one is called From Babylon to Timbuktu. By Dr. Rudolph Windsor. Both are by Dr. Windsor. I dare you to go read them. By the way, you're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Although we may be leaving Twitter. We, we, we may be leaving Twitter. I'm just saying. All right. But we talked a lot about Kyrie's, or Kyrie's statements and how people are trying to. It's almost like you can't say anything that is counter to Jewish uh, people because all of a sudden you're Semitic, anti-Semitic, even though what you say is true. Let's talk about Palestine. I saw a video today of Israeli police beating the hell out of Pal- a Palestinian. And I'm talking about pounding him. Now, certainly we don't know the context. We don't know why they were beating him. But the way they were beating him was inhuman. Was inhuman. We don't even want to talk about the, 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 the United States journalist who was killed by Israeli soldiers. We haven't heard anything about that since. What actually happened? What, what happened to that investigation? We hadn't heard, we hadn't heard anything about the, the government of Israel spying on the United States to try to steal their secrets. What happened to those, those, those stories? Come on, man. When you get to a point where you can't criticize someone, I mean, just just take a look at what they're doing in the West Bank. I saw a horrifying story of a Palestinian family who went to the store, and when they came back to their home that they had been living in for decades, it had been taken over by an Israeli family. And they had no recourse to remove that family. But we can't talk about that. Come on, man. Where are we in America? Where are we in the world where we continue to allow this to happen to human beings? I don't care about your religious uh, uh, preference. I just don't care. I care about human people. I care about people. Gosh. As soon as somebody raises those objections, the first thing you want to say is, oh, they're anti-Semitic. And then when you really look up the terminology, you begin to realize, see, the educated black folks understand that, yeah, I'm Semitic. I can't be anti-Semitic. I stand with Kyrie. 
All right, let me calm down. Let's talk a little bit about um, what happened to Nancy Pelosi's husband. Those of you now, David Wayne DePop broke into the Pelosi home late Thursday night, late Friday, attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, who was 84 years old, woke him up out of bed. He had two hammers. He had zip ties and a tape. And he was asking Mr. Pelosi, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Somehow or another, Mr. Pelosi got away from him and was able to dial 911. The police show up, and they were able to tackle this guy. But before that occurred, the guy had struck Mr. Pelosi in the head with a hammer who had to go undergo surgery to repair the skull fracture that he experienced. Now, let me just say something. At 84 years old, to go through something like that, that ain't good. So, the pop has been arrested. There are, there are a myriad of charges, both state and federal. He's going to spend some time in jail. But I think the bigger question that we have to ask ourselves is where are we going? And when I say we, I say the American people. Where is democracy going? And I, am, I shouldn't be appalled. I shouldn't be upset at the response from the Republicans. Because clearly, this was an attack on Nancy Pelosi because of the demonization that the Republican Party has done. Let's not forget, didn't, didn't and I'm paraphrasing, didn't Marjorie Taylor Greene say that Nancy Pelosi deserves a bullet in her head? Didn't she say that? Didn't, didn't uh, uh, the... Uh, what's his name, uh, say that if he becomes Speaker of the House, that he was going to use the gavel to hit Nancy Pelosi upside the head? Did he say that? Did we not see on January 6th where those who don't agree with the election, they decided to steal the election and they were willing to destroy the democracy, including a former president? Didn't we see the violence that they perpetrated not just on the Capitol, but the Constitution. Didn't we see that? But Republicans are saying, oh, here's some of the stuff that I heard from them. They are just so disgusting. And this is why you can't vote for those people. Oh, well, you know, the, uh, uh, this is a symptom of crime. This was a criminal that broke into their house. No, criminals break into houses to steal, to, to, to do other things. They don't break into houses and ask for Nancy Pelosi. And then when you go and you research what's on his social media accounts, that clearly he has been, he's a right-wing zealot. Oh, it's mental illness. These people are disgusting. These people don't deserve the vote of America's I, I, Americans. I was looking at a piece today, and I was I was hardened by the fact that one man, one man said that he was a Republican, 
but he's voting for democracy. And I think whatever we do going forward here, at the end of the day, we all have to agree on democracy. No, I don't like the way it was, it was created. I don't like what it did to my people. But at the end of the day, I don't see any place else in the world that is better than democracy. It ain't perfect. They talk about it being a more perfect union. That means that it's always growing. That's all. It's striving to be better than what it was originally set out to be. And certainly there have been some changes. My God, you can't say it hasn't been. Has it been to the benefit of the black man? To some extent, of course not. But folks, we still ain't in chains. We're not being whipped. We're not being sold. So there have been some significant changes. You cannot deny that. So where would we go if there was nothing, if democracy didn't exist anymore? I'm asking you all. I'm, I, I'm asking even the people who want to overthrow democracy, who was not happy that Biden won. Where do you think we go? If this changes. I, I, I'm just curious. Because if we're not careful, we're going to find out. And I fear that what we find out is not going to be to our liking. No ones. You know what we're doing Sunday? You know, we used to go fishing. You know what we're doing Sunday? We're going to the gun range. Me and some friends. They've just got new weapons. They want to learn how to shoot them. Ten years ago, we'd never think about this. Five years ago, even. We're not going to see who's the better shot. We're going to target practice so we can get used to using our weapons in a time of crisis. As many others are doing the same thing. And Republicans look at this Paul Pelosi attack and trying to blame it on the uptick in crime. And the irony is that when you look at Republican states, every one of them, they lead the nation in crime statistics. These are not Democratic states. These are Republican states. And they always want to point to Chicago. Oh, well, you know Chicago is this and Chicago is that. Or California is this. No, look at your own damn statistics. Don't look. Don't even believe me. Go out on the interweb because, as I, as I like to tell you, you all are going to learn, Google is a wonderful tool. And just and I'm going to even give you the query, what to search for. Which states lead the nation in crime statistics? And you'll probably get a map. Or... If you wanted that, do Republican states lead the do do Republican led states lead the country in crime statistics? Every one of them at the top of the list. Yet here we go projecting again. See, they're good at this because Democrats don't want to confront them on the facts, but they're good at projecting. Oh, 
we got a problem with crime. Let's say the Democrats are the problem. <laughs> and y'all are buying a hook, line, and sinker, and y'all are voting for these people hook, line, and sinker. They are despicable individuals. We're headed toward a minority rule if we're not careful. And if, look, we've got eight days to go before we vote. Eight days. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It is important for you to get to the polls, and I don't even want you to vote Democrat or Republican. I want you to vote for democracy. Which party, which individual stands for democracy? Is it the Republican Party or is it the Democrat Party? I don't like the Democratic Party. That's why I'm an independent. So don't sit out there and say, oh, well, Dave's carrying water for the Democrats. Nope, not doing that either. Don't like either one of them. I am one of those people who believe that we need to have multiple parties. They're, at the end of the day, those two parties have a monopoly on the White House. It's either one or the other. That's not fair. If, if, if we are to believe that our country is diverse and more diverse, and it is, why do we only have two parties? Why don't we have... Why don't we have 10 parties? Why don't we require multiple parties to negotiate, to come to a consensus, to move this country forward? Why don't we have that? Nobody talks about that. So don't sit there and say that, oh, well, Dem Davis is carrying Democratic water because I'm not. I'm simply saying right now, in dealing what we with what we have, we have two parties, two that are very unlikable by most of the American people. But at this point, that's all we got. And what we've got to decide is not who's going to put more uh, uh, chicken in every pot or cut our taxes. At this point in time, the only thing that matters is whether or not you vote for a party who believes in democracy. Because anything other than democracy isn't democracy, and it's a disaster for all involved, even the ones who are in power. In that same interview, they interviewed a young man, and he, and he was at January 6th, and they asked him, what would have happened if you, what, what would happen if you overthrow the government? He thought for a minute, and he said, it would be chaos. Here's a guy who was at January the 6th wanting to get Trump into office illegally. And in retrospect, he now understands that if that would have happened, it would have thrown this country into chaos, unlike anything we would have ever seen or experienced. You see, when you sit down and you begin to think about your actions, you begin to realize just how illogical they often are. And what we need to understand here is that this is not about a candidate this week or next week, next Tuesday. It's not about a candidate. It's not even about a political party. It's not about abortion. It's not about civil rights. It's not about Supreme Court. 
It's not about gerrymandering. It's not about any of that. It's this, this election is about one thing, and that's democracy. Because without democracy, we have chaos. Eight five 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 two five five six eight three. Are we going to condone the fact that if you don't like someone, you can go kill them? You can't do that in real life. So are we saying that now because you don't like someone's political persuasion, you should go kill them? Is that what we're saying? Is that where is that where what we've devolved to Republican Party? And those of you who support this party agree with that? Because they don't believe in what I believe in. Let's go kill them. So where does that end? Oh, they don't have the same religion that I have. So let's go kill them. Oh, they don't have the same coat that I like. Let's go kill them. Their girlfriend is prettier than mine. Let's go kill them. Back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. We dropping facts, double doses. On joinatradio.com. This is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Dynamic Dave for JoinetRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Join at 
Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on JoinetRadio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to JoinetRadio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at JoinetRadio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to uh, join the show. Um, I I can tell you that it looks like we're not going to get to a lot of the stuff, and we'll move it to our next show. Uh, But we'll try, but we've got got a whole nother thing to talk about, Uh, and this is local. Uh, and it has to do with the governor's race and the local mayor's race. And what I'm, I've been saying all along about the lack of concern for people when it comes to Republicans. I've been saying it for years. And it hasn't changed. Here's another example. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is running for governor of Arkansas. Odds are she's probably going to win. Okay. Let's just be realistic about it. Uh, there's not much you're going to be able to do about it. But let's, let's remember when she was asked at a White House gre- briefing um, about um Families separated at the border. And it's pretty clear that we know, we don't have to guess, that these people have no empathy for people. As long as they can feed their fat cat friends and fat, and, and stuff their pockets, I don't give a damn about nobody else. And they tell you that over and over again. And, I, and, and I'm hoping that I'm not just getting through to to to. Democrats, I'm getting through to Republicans, and and not not even from your political persuasion, but as an individual, we have to understand that we send people to Washington to represent us. We send people to Washington to do things that's going to benefit the greater man. We don't send people to Washington to get rich. We don't we don't send people to Washington to grift. And this has been look, and I'm telling you, this has been going on with Democrats and Republicans at some point. The American people have got to say, enough. You have the power. I keep telling you that the most powerful you have weapon that you have is the vote. There are two ways you vote. You vote with your dollars and you vote with your ballot. And to give you an example of how powerful your economic dollars are, your economic vote is, look what they just did to Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. And look, well, look what they're trying to do to Kyrie Irving. And look what they're doing to Kanye West. They decided that, hey, we don't like Kanye. He doesn't play fair in, the, in, in, in our sandbox. So we're going to boycott him. We're going to hurt him with his money. Now, whether you agree with, with what Kanye said or not, the fact of the matter is that the white establishment decided that we don't like Kanye West anymore, so we're going to hit him in the pocketbook. Why aren't we doing the same thing to them? 
And not only should we be hitting them in the pocketbook, we ought to be hitting them at the ballot box. I don't care if white people do come to your neighborhood and bring you a damn chicken and a watermelon or put some money in your pocket. I don't care. When you go in that ballot box, you remember who you are and you pull that lever because they don't know that you didn't vote for them. You use them just like they use us. But we need to understand that they don't care about people. And here's a person that doesn't have any, any administrative experience in governing, in even running a business, let alone now she's going to be governor of the state. Are y'all crazy? Do y'all understand what I'm trying to get out of this city? Out of this state? We're the poorest state in, in the nation on everything. And not one policy is put forward by these Republicans to get us out of poverty. Not one. Let's listen to this before I get too upset children away from their mothers. Uh, it is very biblical to enforce the law. First of all, there is no law that requires families be separated at the border. This was the administration's choice to move from civil matters and immigration onto criminal, to criminally prosecute people who come across the border illegally and therefore you have to separate families. Don't you have any empathy? Jill, go ahead. Come on, Sarah, you're a parent. Don't you have any empathy for what these people are going through? Jill. They have less than Brian, you do. Guys, Sarah, come on, settle down. Seriously. seriously. I'm trying to be serious, but I'm not going to have you, you yell out of turn. Jill, please call. It's a law and, and they have... They, these people have nothing. They hey, Brian, I know you want to get some more TV it's time, but that's that. not what it's this not is about. about. I want to recognize you. Question, Go ahead, Sarah. Jill. Honestly, answer Good the question. question. It's a serious question. These people have nothing. They come to the border with nothing, and you throw children in cages. You're a parent. You're a parent of young children. Don't you have any empathy for what they go through? Jill, go ahead. That's Sarah Huckabee Sanders, potential governor of Arkansas. Hello. Now, if she have no, if she has no empathy for those people at the border, what makes you think she's going to have empathy for rural areas in Arkansas, like Stamps and Waldo and Smackover? I could go on and on and on. You think she's going to have empathy for them? You think that the Republican Party is going to have empathy? They've never had empathy for them. You, you think that they're going to do anything for the schools? They don't care. I, I mean, these, these were the people that were supporting Betsy DeVos. They're trying to destroy public schools, just like they're, destroy, they're trying to destroy Social Security and Medicare. And this woman is about to be governor of this state? Man, what's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with y'all? Are you are you that jaded that you just don't care? <laughs> y'all better start caring. Y'all better start caring. Here's another one for you. This this is the other guy that's uh, that's running for mayor of Little Rock. Okay. First of all, there have been two two incidents with Steve Landers and his and his ilk. First, last Friday at the D Brown Library, where 
Um, Landers had to release a, a set of release, sent out a release on, on Friday, acknowledging but also disputing an incident outside an early voting location in which one of the supporters allegedly to have revealed a supporter of Frank Scott, he was carrying a gun. In other words, you know, you've seen these people standing out at these polling places, right? And trying to intimidate people at these drop boxes and ballot boxes. So some Frank Scott supporters show up. He points out that he has a weapon. And Landers is trying to pretend like, oh, it was the Frank Scott people who caused the problem. No, it isn't. Why are your people out there standing by uh, a ballot box, a drop box? Why are they doing that? So what that says to me is that Steve Landers doesn't believe that Biden was elected fairly. That's what that says to me. Because if he's condoning the fact that there are people that support him at ballot boxes, he didn't say, oh, this is terrible. These people need to go home. We don't want them there. He tried to make up excuses. So what that says is that Steve Landers doesn't support fair elections either. But there's more about Steve Landers that you all may not have heard. Because, see, I'm a, I'm a uh, gun owner. And I believe in being a responsible gun owner. There are moments, don't happen often, that I forget where my weapon is. In my house. I'm in the house. And whatever I'm doing, I stop immediately and go locate my gun. Oh, it's under the pillow. Oh, it's on the table. It's just covered up by some paper. I remember one time I left it in my car. And I had come in. I was tired. I had come in and I actually dozed off. And soon as I came to again, the first thought was, where's your pistol? And it hit me, oh God, I left it in the car. And I ran out in the car. I, I just had on a pair of shorts and flip-flops and a shirt. And it was cold. And I ran outside to get my gun out of that car. Because I believe in being a responsible gun owner. And I don't want anything to happen as it relates to my gun where I'm being labeled as irresponsible. Just don't want that to happen. But apparently, that doesn't apply to your mayor, uh, the candidate for mayor, Steve Landers. Okay? And to show you how dangerous this was, wait till you hear where Steve Landers left a loaded gun at a local restaurant. Uh, Landers told KARK4 News that he forgot his handgun in the Root Cafe bathroom back in May. The former car dealership owner called the incident a mistake and said he reached out to the restaurant minutes after leaving. Landers, who was has a concealed carry permit, said he was able to get his gun back from the Little Rock Police Department. 
While officially filing for a mayor race last month, Lander said crime and school advocacy would be major focuses of his campaign. He is set to face incumbent Frank Mayor. Frank Scott. Now, why is that a big deal? Man. Gun ownership is a big responsibility. Everybody can't do it. Everybody doesn't deserve to have it. That's why they're trying to legislate that an 18-year-old is not ready to own a gun, let alone purchase a gun. They're just not ready. Okay? So what needs to be done here? Is this a concern for Landers? I think it is. Is it a campaign issue? I think it is. It's called being irresponsible. If you can't be responsible for something as critical as a gun, how can we expect you to be responsible for the needs of Little Rockins? I really am concerned that we've got potentially a mess that's going to take place here in Little Rock and that's going to take place at the state capitol. Why would anyone want to be in this state? There is nothing positive coming out of this state. No wonder everybody leaves. I'm just saying, man, it's... Whew, it's it it can get a bit depressing. It certainly can. All right, we need to take a break. This will be our last break of the day. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about this Malcolm X story. We'll push the Twitter story and Shaka Khan to tomorrow. We won't. We probably, if we have time, we may have time. We may not. I can't guarantee that we will. But I certainly want to talk about this Malcolm X story. This should bother us all. Back in a moment, you're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinetradio.com. gospel recording artist Tina Adams and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. 
Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738. Today, keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days Radio Show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com Dynamic Dave for joynetradio.com I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5 and let Joynet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joynet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Joynet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joynetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525 5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me Dynamic Dave at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to join the show. Uh, this last segment, we're going to talk a little bit about Malcolm X, one of my heroes. Let's 
Let's listen to this. We're not brutalized because we're Muslims. We're brutalized because we are black people in America. The power of this man's courage to say this stuff. It changed the entire trajectory of my life. He was becoming a figure that transcended the nation of Islam. It was politics that really started the rift between Malcolm and the nation. The FBI was definitely afraid of someone like Malcolm X. What kind of democracy is that? People had to start wondering if something happens to Elijah Muhammad and Malcolm becomes the leader, it's over for all of us. And uh, just then the gunfire went off. Malcolm's death never sat right with me. The investigation was a failure. Asking who's guilty is a dangerous question to ask. What is the real story? It's in the history book. Leave it there. Leave it alone. Elijah Muhammad told everybody, do not raise a hand against Malcolm X. He didn't have to give the order. Someone would take care of The FBI should have known. Why doesn't someone want to get to the bottom of this? They never had any intentions of seriously investigating that assassination. That is my mission. I'm not going to stop until I get justice. Because the official count of who killed Malcolm X, it's not true. Wow, if you have not seen that documentary that was released in 2020 on Netflix, I advise you to go out and watch it because there are even more stories or more questions. In my opinion, someone who's read a lot on this issue, read a lot on Dr. King, uh, I would simply advise any of you all to go out and read the book, The, 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 Dis- the Conspiracy to Destroy Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. by Dr. David J. Garrow. Or David J. Garrow, he's not a doctor. And in this book, you will get firsthand accounts of what exactly the FBI did to destroy Dr. King. And why would it be any different when it comes to Malcolm X? We do know that one of the FBI's informants or agents had somehow or another wrangled himself into being one of Malcolm X's right-hand men. And it was he, when Malcolm was shot, who jumped off the stage to try to cover his wounds. So why am I talking about this? Because I think this is one of those stories that when you talk about America and what it has done to black people, this story of Malcolm X is the epitome of what lies ahead or at least what they hope lies ahead to any black man who dare to speak truth to power. And when you do things like that, you have to understand or not be afraid. I don't dare compare myself to Malcolm X, but I believe that on this show, we speak truth to power. And it offends a lot of people. Part of the reason that I bought a weapon. We have to be concerned. But the question is, after all of that, who killed Malcolm X? And now we know that the, uh, the alleged henchman 
were not the ones who actually did the killing, but they spent 20 years in prison for a crime they didn't commit, and now the city of New York is awarding them $25 million for that lie. So my question to you again, who killed Malcolm X? Let me just read part of the story to you. What was revealed, let me start over, I'm sorry, I, I went through it. In 1965, Muhammad Aziz and Khalil Islam were wrongfully, wrongfully convicted of killing Malcolm X and spent over 20 years behind bars after being wrongfully convicted. Even though on February 21st, 1965, murder of Malcolm X at the Autobahn Ballroom in Washington Heights section of Manhattan was one of the most reported on assassinations of the 1960s, the trial of his assailants was botched because of racism, expediency, and political considerations. The documentary Who, Cal Who Killed Malcolm X was premiered on Netflix in 2020, revealed in detail that there was something wrong with the convictions. The investigative journalism of Washington, D.C. journalist Abdur Rahman Muhammad spent decades combing through documents and analyzing evidence from Malcolm X's murder. He also tracked down those who he knew what had happened. Muhammad is a journalist, tour guide, and historian. Documentary filmmakers revealed that he studied over 20 years investigating Malcolm X's murder. What was revealed was that Talmadge Hager, a convicted assassin of Malcolm X, stated that the two men convicted with him were, in fact, innocent. Hagen, who is now 31, over the years, he has changed his name to Talmadge Hayer, and then Muajid Abdul Halim was granted parole and released in 2010. In 2021, Hagen expressed support for the convictions that the convictions of Muhammad Aziz and Khalil Islam would be overturned, which matched his original claims that they were not involved in the murder of Malcolm X. Decades earlier, the late journalist Les Payne and his daughter Tamara Payne, in their book The Dead Are Arising, The Life of Malcolm X, asserted that Malcolm X's killers were members of the Nation of Islam's Newark, New Jersey Mosque. The book claimed that William 25X, also known as William Bradley, fired a shotgun at Malcolm X and were joined by Leon Davis and Thomas Hagen. Both Muhammad Aziz and Khalil Islam who died in 2009, were exonerated last year when the allegations were tossed out as a result of a two-year investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Lawsuits were filed against the city of New York by Aziz and the family of Islam. The settlements arrived three months after the suits were filed in the United States District Court in Brooklyn. The case of the wrongful convictions on such a notorious high-profile murder prompts of many to ask many other false allegations could be out there. Several studies have been conducted 
that note that black men were falsely accused at a much higher level than other groups for crimes. In 2020, the Innocence Project released a report from Emmett Till to Purvis Payne, the black men in America are still killed for crimes they didn't commit. Now, why am I bringing this up? Why is this important to me? Well, number one, I am a huge follower of Malcolm X. I'm not a huge follower of the Nation of Islam. Malcolm X simply happened to be Islamic. You see, as I told you earlier in the show, it don't matter to me who you are. If you've got a message for me to lead me out of darkness, I'm, I'm all ears. And when you go back and you listen to Malcolm, although I was a young child, but as I grew and learned about this man and what he stood for, and as I read the autobiography of Malcolm X and all the other periodicals that I could find and listened to all of his speeches, this man, if there was a prophet, it had to be Malcolm X. I became a fan. And every time I see a reenactment of his murder, I cry. But what bothers me today and what should bother every black person who believed in what Malcolm stood for is the fact that now we don't know who killed Malcolm X. But yeah, we do. Because we know COINTELPRO and the FBI had something to do with this. Because we know for a fact that every black leader that was assassinated in the 60s or killed in the 60s we know COINTELPRO had something to do with it. Although they may not have pulled the trigger, but they laid the foundation for the deaths of people like Medgar Evers, for people like Martin Luther King, for people like Malcolm X, for people like Fred Hampton. It goes on and on. And although we had Judases, just as we do today, Herschel Walker, the people who pulled the trigger are not the people who laid the foundation, like Rick Ross. So as we move forward, maybe we'll never know. Maybe the answer will never come out. Maybe I'll, I'll go to my death never knowing who actually killed Malcolm X. But I will tell you that Brother Malcolm lives in my heart and he lives in my mind. And I would advise any of you out there, I dare you to go back and read Malcolm X. Don't just depend on the movie by Spike Lee and Denzel Washington. Great movie. Go back and read Malcolm and understand what he was really all about. He was about the ballot or the bullet, but he was a man of peace who only wanted peace and prosperity for people who looked like him. But it's one of those things where I tell you all the time that this country has practice destroying the black man, the black woman, the black child, the black family, the black community, black economic development. 
black history and culture. This country has specialized in doing this. And they start by killing your leaders. That's why I asked the question, who are our leaders today? And although people like to say it's the community, but see, the community has no focus. You see, I can get out on an ocean in a boat, but if that boat has no rudder, where do I go? If that boat has no motor, where do I go? And if it, even if it has a motor, if it has no rudder, it goes nowhere. Hello. So when I talk about black leadership, yes, we are a, a we are, we're not a monolith anymore. But we still require guidance. We still require a rudder. And with that, without that rudder, we will continue to fail. And the powers that be understand that. 855-525-5683 is a number. Peace be unto you, my brother, Malcolm. By the way, that stat that I was given early in the show about Muhammad Ali... August 29th, 1960 was when he had his first professional fight. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you'll spread the word. We'll get to those other stories on our next show. But always remember, you can't talk about racism without talking about white supremacy. You can't talk about white supremacy without talking about Christianity. They're tied. They're interwoven, and it's the root of racism. Y'all have a great day. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.